Welcome to another episode of the Comedy Mom Podcast. I am Katie Ipok, your comedy mom. And today I want to talk about comedy and relationships. And to do this, I have a very special guest, the co-owner of Apocalyptic Productions, my partner in life and jokes, Chris Ipok. Thank you for having <laughs> me on your show. <laughs> if at any point he sounds distracted, he is still continuing to play his Star Wars games. I told you I was going to play my game while we did this. <laughs> so before we get into the questions I have for you, which, by the way, I've not prepped him for these questions at all, although now he's reading them, but whatever. Um, no one said I had to read. <laughs> Why well, don't? So you actually have a little bit of a past in stand-up yourself. Um, yeah. So um, when I was a young airman in the Air Force, I was stationed in Grand Forks, and I moved off post. Um, and the bar right next to me, um, the bar hotel right next to me, uh, where I was at, uh, was doing a comedy, uh, stand-up comedy competition. Um, and they had, it was like three months and they did, it was a bi-weekly competition. So every two weeks they did it. And, uh, I went in there and I was like, I might as well do it. I don't know anybody. So. I did it, and the first the first one I did, um, I rocked the house. Everybody loved it, <laughs> and uh, I moved on to the semifinals, um, and then I did that one, and I rocked it, and then I moved on to the finals, and there was three comedians um, that went on, and I went on last, and I was like, yeah, I got the good draw, uh, and the first guy was okay. I mean, he got the crowd laughing, everything like that, and the second dude killed it. I mean, just destroyed the room and everybody was spewing beer out their face and just laughing and everybody was just having a great time. Um, and then they called my, and then they called me up to the stage and I went out there and I told my first joke, my first opener, and it was just crickets, just complete crickets. <laughs> um, I ended up getting third out of three <laughs> on that competition, but it was a great competition. I liked it. Uh, some of the guys were, were really funny. So you still got third place in a comedy competition. Yeah, my, so, very, my very first comedy competition. Yeah. High five there. <laughs> That's like when I got third place in that race I ran two years ago when there's only three people in my division. <laughs> but I came home with a medal. Yeah. <laughs> that, you a winner! That's what I told Instagram. Look, I won a medal in a race. <laughs> so do you think, should we tell people our marriage story? We've been married for ten years. Well, ten and a half, really. Ten and a half. Ten and a half years. Of mostly marital bliss. <laughs> <laughs> so, I started doing comedy after we got married. Yes. So, neither of us ever really experienced the trying to date. Date a comedian, no. 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 I mean, I was funny all the time, and I still am funny. So, I mean, she got a little bit of that. <laughs> do, you but... <laughs> do you remember what you told me when I told you I wanted to try it? Yeah, I was like, but you're not funny. <laughs> like, you tell jokes and you, like, kill the room. Yeah. Like, I, people walk away. I would literally ruin parties. <laughs> and I still do. You still do, but now now people just think it's your funny quirks. <laughs> like, oh, that's Katie. She's a comedian. She's supposed to do that. I get a lot more leeway than I used to. Yes. Yes. So, how do you feel about me performing comedy? Um, I think it's great. Um, I see how you, I know my phone's buzzing. Don't worry about it. People on Facebook, I'll move it away. <laughs> so it used to be like, I used to never have a cell phone until I met this woman. Um, in fact, like my like cellular plan, like I didn't have unlimited texting because I only used like 10 texts for the whole entire month. Uh, within like the first month, I had to bump it up to unlimited, <laughs> and I had to get a QWERTY keyboard for my phone. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, I like it. I like the joy that it brings to your life. Um, I like the um, the challenges it also brings to you. It gets your creativity side out there. Uh, it gets you something to do. You're, you, it keeps you busy. <laughs> um, so I like it. I mean, the late nights um, sometimes, like when I want to go to sleep, and Lucas is acting up. Lucas is our son. Can we say that name? Anyways, yeah, Lucas is her son. Um, sometimes he get, acts up. He's got autism. Um, sometimes he's kind of a pain to handle. Uh, so some of the late nights are a little rough. Um, but most of the time, it's just Lucas and I will have a, a little bit of fight with each other. And then um, 
and 30, 40 minutes later, like he'll come up and be super cute and everything will be forgiven. So <laughs> most of the time it's good. Um, yeah. And there's just some nights that I want to go to bed. Like I've been up since like three o'clock in the morning and I want to tell Katie something and like, she's like, okay, I'm doing my comedy thing. I'm like, okay, sweet. So she's going to be back like about 11 and then like three o'clock rolls around and she's still not home. I'm like, huh, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tell her later. I have people ask me all the time, like, whether you support me or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally support my wife. Um, and I'm, I haven't beaten him and forced him to say that. <laughs> There's not a gun pointed to my head right now. <laughs> I promise. Um, no, I, I totally love that she does comedy. And I love how, like, people are um, going there. Katie's always kind of been famous in this town. That's so she started a, a, a group. Katie is a like she's a not a charity case, but she works with a lot of charities. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't do much charity, so my karma bucket is like always empty. Mm. Uh, but my wife, she does amazing works with charity. She she started with her family doing charity. Uh, my family was the charity most of the time, but uh, <laughs> she started with her family and she's kind of gone on there. So she started a group for women. Um, which was Central Oregon Girlfriends. Yep. And it would be weird because I'd be shopping in uh, Walmart with Lucas. And like just random ladies would run up to me and be like, oh my God, I love your wife so much. And like, <laughs> give me a hug. And like, your wife is the best. You are so blessed. And I'm like, uh, hi, I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, we know your wife. She's she's in our girlfriend's group. I was like, oh, okay. And now like it's the same thing. So like I'll, I'll be in Walmart and people be running out to me and they're like, Oh my god, you're sweetie pie, or oh my god, you're you're Kitty Ipox husband, she talks so much about you. <laughs> and I'm like, it's all true. And like the, the the funny jokes, the really funny jokes are the ones that I wrote. So <laughs> the ones that are bomb, that's that's her writing. <laughs> that was actually um, gonna be the next question I was gonna ask you. What is it like for someone to tell jokes about you on stage? And specifically your loving wife of ten years. Like, how does that make you feel, sweetie pie? It makes me so sad. <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't. Most of the jokes, like I said, um, Katie and I collaborate, and we make sure that, you know, there's no jokes that go too far, no jokes that, you know, are going to have any hurt feelings. I mean, I've told jokes about her. I, I did one joke um, where they're like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to prove that one person is a successful, funny comedian. Uh, and the other one is a bitch that just runs the show. <laughs> so, like, I mean, we make sure that we don't cross any boundaries when we say that. And I, I say that in the most loving way possible. I think I think what helps our relationship and our marriage in terms of comedy is you're not really a civilian. And when I use the term civilian, I mean someone that doesn't do stand-up comedy. Because you have done stand-up and you helped me write it. Right. So you might not be the best example no and i'm, I'm <laughs> prior military and i have very thick skin and if you ask all my co-workers like i'm the a-hole of the group so <laughs> when i was growing up i wasn't the a-hole of the group i was i, I like to say i was the soft-spoken one but I, I really wasn't i was just like number two a-hole <laughs> so my my skin is is pretty thick when it comes to comedy when it comes to people and plus i'm like five foot seven like on a good day you know i'm We're overweight i'm bald <laughs> Um, God did not bless me with a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, besides good looking, a giant ass penis, but, <laughs> uh, God did not bless me with a lot of stuff. So I had to, I had to go to comedy at an early age and, you know, had to develop that thick skin. Um, so yeah. So with you telling jokes about me, I mean, sometimes I'm like, uh, you know, when I hear the jokes over, but most of the time we're writing the jokes and all the jokes are good. I mean, that's what you got to have. If you, if you have a spouse who's a comedian or if you have a significant other that has a comedian, you got to grow some thick skin. Man, <laughs> it's, it's not for snot, soft snowflakes. You know, you got to be a tough man or you got to be a tough woman. Um, cause they're going to tell jokes about you. Cause it's funny. Cause people are hilarious. Relationships are funny. <laughs> yes, I mean, they are. you gotta, you gotta develop that, that tough skin and be able to, to take those jokes in, inside. I mean, um, it's probably on there somewhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll wait for that one. I'll talk about that one later, <laughs> but that's pretty much my spiel. How do you feel about the attention that I get? Like, I'm not saying I'm famous. You are <laughs> like, you're like Ben, like Kathy Lee Grifford. Of ben. 
And not Kathy Lee. Is that Kathy Lee? The You're thinking head? of Kathy Griffin. Kathy, yeah, I'm Kathy on, Griffin. I'm on the D list of yeah, Ben Norton. She's like on the D list. Like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, people like want her to go to like events and stuff now. You know, she has to do that stuff. So she's, you know, she's not as famous as I want her to be because I want her to have that special. <laughs> and, oh, the licorice is coming back. Sorry. <laughs> I bribe my husband with liquor. <laughs> but I want to. I want her to be super famous so that I can um, quit my job. Although I love my job, I do love my job. <laughs> he uh, does. Really but I want to be the the stay at home dad and, and take care and write books and do podcasts and do do um, uh, YouTube and and play video games for pretty much all day um, while she uh, goes to work and you know hub hub schnapps with stars and stuff like that but she is she is famous she's getting more famous and you know it's getting more recognized i mean everywhere i go people are like oh it's you you're kitty ipox husband you know or oh you really do exist or, or, <laughs> yeah. or um in uh mavericks everyone's like oh it's the sweetie pie hey sweetie pie so it, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool to be famous um about the attention like I'm cool with it. Like I said, you got to develop that thick skin. You got to make sure that you set boundaries and limits. Um, you know, Katie even asked me, she's like, Hey, I did this. Is this okay? And most of the time it's like, yeah, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we want to make sure that you, you set those boundaries, you set those limits, make sure what you're, what you're comfortable with. And, you know, as a comedian, they're probably going to push it. So make <laughs> yeah. sure you don't set the bar like really low. <laughs> like <laughs> if you need to set high, you might have to go up even higher. Um, but you just, there, there's no room for jealousy. And I think after a couple of years of being with your significant other, after being, you know, with your, with your wife, uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, you, you develop that trust and you develop that bond. Right. So, you know, they're not going to do anything to, to really hurt you or anything like that. So, um, yeah. So you just kind of let her kind of have the attention and she's a Leo. So she <laughs> loves attention. <laughs> And I'm a Scorpio, so I like pulling the strings. So it's a good relationship. Yeah, if you Google that, like a Leo Scorpio <laughs> marriage, it's meant to end in a murder suicide. Yes. <laughs> Our two signs are not supposed to go on at all. How do you feel about a wife that's at bars until like two in the morning with like, drunk people? Again, you, you build up that relationship and you, you know the people that she's around. Um, and once you know those people that, that she's around and you build up that relationship, you build up that trust, you know, it's just, it's just that trust. Like, um, what was it like a year ago? You're like, Hey, I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to go with these other comedians. And I was like, okay, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. But that, that trip didn't happen. Yeah. One of the comedians even told, cause we were, we we're going to go in on a hotel room together and he was like, can I get your husband's number and make sure that he's okay? And like, he called you and was like, dude, like, I don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah, total class act. And I was like, that's cool. But I mean, I'm not property. He doesn't own me. Like, it's okay. <laughs> but uh, it goes the same way. Because we went to, I went to Comic-Con with a good friend of mine um, for three days. I mean, my sister was totally against it. <laughs> it freaked your family out so bad. <laughs> But we'll go, you know, we're going to, we're, we're planning on going to another Comic-Con and stuff like that. And that's not, that's not Katie's thing. I get it. It's not. It's not. And that's fine. And like, if she goes to like a comedy conference, like if she goes with her friends, that's her thing. You know, I'll let her do thing, her thing. You know, I, like I said, you get to that point where you just got to trust it, You can be jealous and you can just constantly like question and, you know, just be a total D bag about it, but eventually you're going to lose that relationship. So you, you got to build that trust and you got to build that thick skin and you got to know that your partner has your best interest and, and has, you know, is looking out for you. And like, like Katie and I always said, you know, we're not going to put each other in situations where it's not going to be good. So. Right. Um, luckily for you, <laughs> your wife is not like a 10, so it doesn't happen often. <laughs> But there have been a couple times where I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make it sound worse than it was, but I've at shows either, you know, had a comic grab my boobs on stage or I had, you know, someone hump me. What's that like for you? <laughs> well, I mean, again, you gotta, you gotta, you can't go with your knee jerk reaction. Um, especially like I can't go with my knee jerk reaction. I have to kind of like absorb it and then, you know, think about it and then, 
realize, you know, hey, she's doing it for laughs. Again, you got to get that thick skin. You got to get that knowing that <laughs> the screensaver went on and I was scared. Boys and girls. <laughs> but uh, uh, you got to build that that thick skin and, and learn to deal with stuff like that. Um, it, you can't just be a D bag about it. You know, you got to know that you, your significant other is there and stuff like that's going to happen. And you just kind of, kind of got to roll with it. I mean, you can, you can get mad. I'm not saying you can't get mad. <laughs> you just have to like get mad, get over it, move on and get to doing something productive. Do you think, and I mean, this is weird. Most comedians are men. So, you know, this is probably already kind of a unique conversation where the roles are kind of reversed. But do you think... I'm a trophy boy. <laughs> do you think most men would feel the way you do in a relationship with a female comic? Or we'll say female presenting comic. Obviously, gender doesn't really matter, but... Whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's taken me a long time. I mean, uh, when we first started dating... <laughs> Katie, yeah. Katie was only attracted to two types of men um, assholes and those who liked assholes uh, I was a little bit of both <laughs> <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm straight uh, uh, it doesn't really matter But uh, to be fair my husband was kind of a homophobe when I met him we'll yeah, be honest. I, yeah I was kind of a homophobic jerk um, but when we first met I was kind of an a-hole and I was a little controlling um, and then our relationship got kind of rocky for the first couple of years and that's what you go through. Every relationship goes through that. And then you build that trust and you build that foundation. And now, like, yeah, I don't I don't know if every man would be like me. I mean, I'm kind of a unique individual um, with my own personality traits. <laughs> but um, I think I've grown a lot since I've met this wonderful woman. And I think it's a lot for the better. So... But I, I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of men would have problems with that, uh, especially if they haven't built that trust or if they haven't built that relationship with their wife. Now, obviously, you and I barely remember what it was like dating people. Like, we've been married 10 years. But from a from a guy's perspective, um, what do you think, like, dating a female comic would be like? Do you think it would be easier or harder? Well, so... Uh, if you're dating a female comic, she's always going to talk about the size of your penis. Yep. So, <laughs> you just, it's, it's small guys. Don't worry about it. It's always going to be tiny. Well, every penis is small compared to yours. But, anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're always going to talk about that stuff and they're going to talk about stuff in the bedroom. Um, you just gotta, you're going to have to get over it. You know, you don't take, don't take what they say personally. Um, that's the biggest thing is, um, they're doing it mostly for a laugh. They're doing it to get, you know, some attention, some, some crowd work and stuff like that. So just don't take it personally. Um, that's the biggest thing. And like, if you go there to shows, like I didn't do this in the first time and I was really upset that I didn't do it, but like congratulate her after she has a great set and like tell her that she did a good job. Don't be like, well, you missed this joke and you missed this joke. <laughs> you say that like, that's not how you handle every time you ever watch me. We're not, we're talking about advice. <laughs> We're not talking about what I do, but we're talking about good advice. Um, yeah, you just need to you need to be able to, to handle that attention that she's going to get. And if you're not, if you're controlling, um, and if you don't understand why everyone's giving her attention, and female comics are, are not the norm. And uh, you know, if you're a, uh, like my wife, if you're an attractive female comic, they're going to get hit on. You know, um, I'm sure our, our our friends who are female comics get hit on all the time too. Yep. Um, it's just the norm. I um, I learned something a long time ago um, from one of my female coworkers, and they said that uh, uh, it's hard being a, a female in the office because you just have to imagine that every guy is trying to sleep with you. And I was like, oh yeah, I, that's <laughs> that's kind of horrible. And I was like, oh wow, did she read my notebook? I mean. <laughs> Did she see my screensaver? What's going on? It's, horrible, uh, it's true. It's true. Um, so you just have to, you have to go like kind of that mentality. You know, you can't, you can't be super controlling. You can't be a complete D-bag about it. You got to kind of go with the flow and, and know that she's going home with you and that, you know, you're the main squeeze in her life. Um, 
And that's not going to change just because she tells a couple of jokes about you. Well, and you, you have a, a very good outlook on the fact that as a performer, like my persona, I get kind of flirty on stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you, you handle, you handle that so beautifully, but I don't know. I didn't used to. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's honest. No, I didn't used to. And that's, that's the honest truth. I mean, like I used to be like, I don't know why you have to do this or why you have to do that. I mean, there's been arguments we've had about that, but yeah. And in, in the years it's, it's, it's been better. Um, For sure. So, um, I know I really haven't talked about this on the podcast, the podcast, but I track every set I do, like keep a count. And when I hit a hundred set sets, the comedy scene here threw a roast for me. Um, and you were a part of it. You were yes, like the headliner of that roast. I do. I delivered the bombs. <laughs> What's it like roasting your wife? It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was pretty amazing. You got to say stuff that you couldn't say <laughs> in real life. And you just got to be able to do what you want to do. Um, it was good. Um, I delivered the, the best joke of the house in the, in the, in the night. Um, so, yeah. You can't see what I'm doing because <laughs> we're not in the West. I just kind of, uh, what's that? What do you do? What's that called? I don't know what that's called. But... I just kind of shined my shirt. Whatever. There you go. Um, cleaned off my knuckles. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> something like that. But, no, um, it was it was fun because you Roasts are amazing. Roasts are fun because you get to say what you you know whatever you want to, as long as it's funny and as long as it's not hurtful. Like um, Katie says, if you do roast from a place of love, I respected all those comedians. I love my wife, um, so I came from a place of love, and I you know delivered those jokes, and uh, it was weird to you know hear jokes about you know your wife and her anatomy <laughs> for an hour. You're like, come on, guys! Like, <laughs> you know, you know, you don't have to filter yourself on this, right? I know. Okay. You know I do anyways. I'm a good boy. That's true. You filter yourself. Um, but yeah, to, to hear, hear jokes about your wife's anatomy uh, for an hour uh, is kind of demoralizing sometimes. <laughs> but again, you have to like process it and get over it. You know, it's just for jokes. I have nothing against any of the guys who did the, the jokes. Um, you're all amazing people. Um, so I'll say it. The guys in this town love to roast me on my gaping vagina, even though... <laughs> Most of them have probably never even seen one. It's tight. It's, it's like a nectarine. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my next question, though. Because not only that, Rose, but you've been to quite a few. Mm -hmm. What is it like to watch your significant other get roasted? It's very cringy. <laughs> I'm just like, please, God, please, God, don't let her cry. <laughs> let her get through this. Let her know it's just all jokes. <laughs> I handle roast really well, I think. You do. You do. And a lot of some people don't and some people do, but you handle it really well. And like I said, again, you got to know it's just coming from a place of love. I mean, most of the time it's coming from a place of love. And you, you just got to kind of roll with the, with the punches. You got to develop that, that thick skin. You can't you, being a comedian, whether you're male or female, you've got to kind of be able to laugh at yourself and laugh at what other people say about yourself. <laughs> do you ever worry about like my safety do you ever worry about me not then <laughs> right but i'll let you go like out of town without me so, <laughs> not yet um no when she came back from a hike and she's like yeah we fought a bear off with knives so yeah you guys are good like, i don't worry about her safety anymore she's, she's got a little uh tiny uh swiss army knife and she's you know got that little corkscrew in it and she can fight off most bears <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, we're really blessed in ben that it's not too violent of a place um there have been a couple fights in bars and there have been people that got it in her face but most of the time i feel i feel i feel <laughs> most of the time i feel pretty safe with you doing comedy even if you're going to do you know comedy on the road and stuff like that i I feel you're going to be relatively safe. And I know Katie, like <laughs> if there's a hint of like danger, <laughs> she's going to have like two bodyguards like, walking her out to her car <laughs> in the very bright lit parking lot. <laughs> and she's going to have them search like her car, you know, um, <laughs> before she gets in and stuff like that. So I'm so fearful. <laughs> All the time. So, um, what advice would you give somebody who's in a relationship with a comic? Which, I mean, this is pretty much what this whole thing has been. But yeah. 
Yeah, just um, don't take jokes personally. Um, know that your significant other is there for you and that they love you, even though they joke about you and your inadequacies and all the things that make you mad. Um, <laughs> don't worry about it because they're there for you. They're not trying to like hurt you. They're not trying to make you upset. They're not trying to cause any problems in your relationship. They just they're they're there to get the laughs and and make it funny and have everyone have an enjoyable time. I mean, yeah, sure. If you get recognized when you're walking around and they're like, "Ha, you can't park," like <laughs> that's fine. Just roll with the punches. Like <laughs> you saw and you had because there's a, quite a few of your coworkers that have come to shows mm-hmm. and then they've come back to you. Yeah, I work in kind of a semi-religious place, so <laughs> every time it's like a kind of coin flip. When I invite people to my show with her shows. <laughs> so you've had but, people come back and ask you, like, yeah, if, if they knew what I was... If I knew what she was talking, <laughs> like, she burns you really bad. Like, I can't believe you let your wife say those jokes about you. And I was like, dude, like, you know me. Like, I wouldn't let her say those things. Well, not that I let her say those things, but I know what she says. I, like, wrote half those jokes. So you just gotta, you gotta, you know, relax and chill out. Like and she's like, like one guy's like, dude, I think her wife's cheating. Right. <laughs> like, no, dude, it's it's fine. Because like, I literally I have a joke where I'm like, but my boyfriend thinks my marriage is gonna work out. <laughs> like, one of your friends took that seriously. That was fun. Yeah, well, I was like, no, dude, it's fine. It's fine. Do you think it helps that you're a part of the process, like that you I, help write the jokes and? I, I think it helps tremendously. Um, I think that we have such a, a good relationship because we do write jokes together and we do do that. And like every once in a while she'll write a joke and I'm like, mm, no, let's go this way with it. Or let's go this way with that. And then we go that way with that and people laugh. Um, and I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She gets mad. It's, it's true. Uh, or she'll write a joke that I'm like, oh, I don't think it'll land. And then it does land and I get mad. Um, cause we both think we're the funniest. Um, it's true. But no, helping, helping with the joke writing, at least I know you're, what you're up there saying on stage pretty much, unless you do some of your own jokes, you know, but I think that helps a lot. I think that keeps the jokes. Um, it, it helps that I'm not getting blindsided by different jokes or I'm not getting blindsided by something I didn't know. So I think that helps a lot. Well, and I wonder if it helps because it makes, even though comedy, I mean, it's kind of a solo thing, but it still makes it a, team thing now so you're a part of it no no, no, that, no. <laughs> that part's not helpful no i mean that is helpful too but I, I think it's just helpful that i know what's kind of going on and i'm not completely in the dark the worst thing in a relationship is lack of communication and and not talking and um if a comedian just writes their own jokes and doesn't include their spouse on some jokes uh then it kind of gets you know you're kind of like what she's saying or what's he saying about me what she's saying about me and that kind of burrows in your brain so if you have a significant other who's a comedian, maybe you should listen to their jokes and laugh at them. Yes. <laughs> yes. She <well>. says glaringly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and not being super jealous, especially I don't, you know, and th- this goes for women that are dating male comics. Like you can't be super jealous of attention they get. I don't get a lot of chuckle bunnies. Like that, that doesn't happen from like that's, the female that's comic a trademark side. word, by the way, <laughs> that doesn't happen from like the female comic side or on the male comic side, but you know, Jester junkies, Jester junkies. <laughs> letting, you know, kind of trusting, you know, your boyfriend or whatever, that that's going to stay on that side. So, um, I use anchor.com and we can only record 30 minutes at a time. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll probably keep this conversation going. And then I have some other questions for him. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back from that break. I have no idea what we're going to play during that break. (laughs) That's fine. So... The second half, I actually want to talk to you about something else. So you are half of the production company, Apocalyptic Productions. I know everybody thinks that it's just a me thing, and really, it mostly is. <laughs> You're a silent partner. Very silent. 
yeah, he's back to his game. I don't know how much <laughs> conversation he's going to I'm listening. Give me. Keep talking. <laughs> uh-huh. So one of, the, one of the things you do do, do do, do do, is I will, especially right when I'm watching a new open micer right. and thinking about booking them for a show, I'll record their sets and I'll bring it home to you for your opinion on it. Correct. So what are you looking for when you're watching that set? Uh, for them to be funny. <laughs> I'm more listening for that. Um, I want to see their stage presence. I want to see their delivery. I want to see their writing abilities. Um, uh, pretty much everything you want to see in a comic. I mean, they got to be able to command the stage. They got to be able to deliver jokes. They got to be able to deliver punchlines. They got to be able to work the crowd. Uh, they got to be able to um, engage with the crowd, and they got to be able to keep a you know a, a tag going. Um, so I, I want to see all those, um, basically. If you're not up to that level, that's fine. Um, I want to see if you have talent, if you have people that think you're funny, if you have the crowd that works with you. Um, if you if you don't have any of those, um, maybe I'll, I'll give you advice that I was given. Uh, you might you know better the world of comedy if you take up sports. <laughs> Or, you know, I'm not saying that your first open mic has to be amazing. Uh, I'm just saying there has to be something there. You have to have that spark. You have to have that um, je ne sais quoi <laughs> uh, with, the, with the crowd and with, with the people. Well, and you don't, you don't get to come to a lot of shows. No. So I'm, we I'm, already mentioned it. I'm a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> I'm a single stay-at-home dad. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sure that's what you tell your webcam girls. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> that's not a thing. Breaks in the money. <laughs> I actually came home from uh, open mic last night. And my husband will never openly admit that he locks the door at a certain time when I'm not home. But I, like because no, I do, because I go to sleep. <laughs> the, my door needs to be locked. The door is locked half the time when I come home, and I can't figure out the logic to it. But you were still out here. Uh-huh. And so I went to open the door and it was locked. So I was getting my keys and my husband comes to the door and opens it and he's in just a towel. My balls <laughs> needed to be aired out. Uh-huh. Guys, you know this when you're hairy down there <laughs> and you don't dry quite well, your balls can get kind of swampy. <laughs> so I was sitting, playing my video game, letting my balls dry out. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> I was. Okay. The boys can kind of get swampy. Uh, but yes, I actually should say I appreciate you <laughs> thinking about that for sure. Um, God, where was I headed with that <laughs> other than throwing you under the bus? Beep, beep. <laughs> like a, a podcast. Oh, so, but you don't get to come to a lot of shows. And I know we, we talked about it, but we have, right. a, we have a spectrum kiddo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to say we have a tough time finding a babysitter, but... We don't have a tough time finding a babysitter. We have a tough time finding a Katie-approved babysitter. <laughs> Bring me somebody that can speak. I, a- I have. <laughs> Brunhilde was great. <laughs> Rosalie was fine. So I you- didn't speak any English, but that's cool. Lucas <laughs> needs to learn a second, third language anyways. <laughs> but you don't get to come to a lot of shows. Right. So when you're helping, you know, when you're kind of watching these sets that I bring home... Um, you don't really get to watch these comics live. Do you think that makes a difference? Do you think you would feel differently about somebody's set? No. No? No. I'm a judger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and I'm perfect most of the time. Yeah, sure. so, except I didn't play this running back today, and I was mad about that. <laughs> you were so about pissed that. about that right now. <laughs> Stupid Indiana Colt. He's um, in a fantasy football league. <laughs> at his- work. At his work, and uh, I'm in third place. He forgot to back. play some. I didn't forget, I just chose a different running back, and it was the wrong choice. Some um, ball thrower <laughs> in sports running ball. Back. Running back, anyways. And he um, scored a bunch no, of. I mean, you can. I think it's gifts. better that I don't get to see them live because I'm not judged by loud laughers. Mm-hmm. Um, unless Katie's there, um, <laughs> she like laughs directly into the, into the mic, so I can't hear the next two jokes. Um, <laughs> But uh, I'm not I'm not swayed by that, and I don't. Know, there's been some comics that I've seen live and I've liked a lot better live. 
um, than I have recording. Their sets were kind of dry recording. And there's some comics that have some really interesting premises here, um, but their deliveries are are just way off. Do you and I ever disagree? All the time. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I've ever brought home a comic and been like, yeah, he's bookable or they're bookable. And you've been like, no. Yeah, well, no, uh, well I'm trying to think of, I don't want to name any comics. Yeah, probably shouldn't. Because <laughs> we love you all. We, we thank you that you support us. We love our all our comedy children. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but no, there's been times where you're like, oh, yeah, this dude's like completely funny. And he got like a whole crap load of laughs. And then we watch it and you're like, ah, I thought he was a lot better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, it was just me laughing at him. <laughs> but that's one of the things I love about having you watch these sets and double check my booking brain is where I have watched everyone's open mics for, you know, sometimes months. And mm. like, I have this motherly instinct. And so like, you know, I'm always like supportive and building somebody up. When I bring these sets to you, it might be the first time that you've ever seen yep. this comic perform. And so you have like a fresh booker brain about it. Yep. And plus I have spies in the show. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> so um, my, my co-workers will watch the show and they'll come to tell me and they'll be like, oh yeah, this, this comic just was horrible. Well, they don't come to open mics though. Uh, some do. But, uh, not well, often. Okay. They haven't. Not very often, but yeah, open mics, uh, shows are different. Um, shows are different sometimes, you know, sometimes you fail, sometimes you have a bad night, and that's understandable. But open mics, um, yeah, when you do record the sets. <laughs> He's glaring at me right now because he wants me to record every open mic. But I can't post my phone up and give lights and time at the same we have time. a video camera. I just need to buy stuff for it. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> want to do this right now? So his dad just gave us a camcorder and it run you know like it records on the mini discs mini dvds so <laughs> even if we do find a power cord for this camcorder our none of our computers can read these mini dvds so it's not useful we'll sweetie. figure that out it's not we'll useful figure it out. we'll figure it out <laughs> but yeah um no and then we just need to get like a second phone but i understand that you can't record um but yeah, we need to. I I think recording is a great tool. That's why they use it in sports. That's why they use it at workplaces. Um, so you can actually like watch yourself on video, and where you think you had a bazillion laughs, you see that you know the, the laughs you got were when you exited the stage. You know? Right. So recording sets is so important, and I'm not even that good about it for me nope <laughs> yeah because i love showing you my sets my no don't be wrong my husband <laughs> you are super supportive of me doing comedy mm -hmm. and you are great about being okay with me being around a bunch of 20 year old horny drunk boys all the time um but when i show you my sets and it, you do it out of love and you do it because you know my potential, but you're a critical little dick. <laughs> like, I am. It's not like he ever watches a set and was like, Sweetie Pie, that was great. Here's some stuff you could do better, but that was great. He never sandwiches it, right? I try to do the compliment sandwiches and it doesn't turn out that way. It's, it's like, Sweetie Pie, uh, you missed that joke. You missed that joke. But you did some good crowd work. Yeah, really? Have you ever said that sentence to me? No. Yeah. Well, when you do good crowd work, I will. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just waiting for that. And when you record it, so I can see it. I know. I need to record. I've got an actual bit that is like 100% crowd work focused. I need to record. But yeah, so um, I, I come from the, the school of old. <laughs> where like people were, they could say what they wanted to say. And you just had to kind of take it. And constructive criticism was, you know, a, def a definition of character. Um, but no, I, I, again, this goes back to being in a relationship with a com comedian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, make sure that you know that they, you support them and, and, and try to be that, that caring and, and thoughtful, significant other. Um, um, don't always be a dick like me. Uh, <laughs> Pet us, love us, feed us snacks. Yes. Give rubbies, and then when they're all buttered up, uh, then you can tear them apart with Christmas. 
you kind of do the same thing. So um, I know we touched on this when I was doing the interview with Stuart and Jubal. I think that would be the last episode I was talking about. You know, I'm also on air on a radio station. I have a talk show. Um, you listen to almost every episode. Yes. Maybe the only dedicated I'm listener. A dedicated we have. KPOV fan. Um, so I call you after every show and I do it knowing that you're going to give me very honest yes. feedback about it. <laughs> As you should. Yes. Cause I, I, I know you only do it because <laughs> you see my potential and you want me to reach it. And it's not like her shows are bad. Most of your shows are good. <laughs> There's a few times I, I give her like constructive criticism, you know? Um, like one of the criticisms I gave was like, Hey, it's not always about you. <laughs> like, yeah, let right. your guests talk. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I think I probably should be a little less critical and a little more compliment sandwichy. Um, I know this isn't going to uh, matter to the podcast, but you know what I'm feeling right now? <laughs> Our child is awake and running around his room. Yeah, Do you feel those thump, 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 thumps? Yeah. I don't know how the people in our apartment complex. We have really good neighbors upstairs. Don't Because we're us. like literally yelling at the TV or the computer right now. Oh, dude, I do this podcast at like two in the morning. Oh, and yeah. as far as I know, nobody cares. No. <laughs> as far as no one's admitted that they care anyway. No, our, our neighbors are, are grateful. Or, or not grateful. Our neighbors are great. They um, are great. But yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, you know, be a little, be complimentary. Um be constructive in your criticism. Don't be like, I never straight out say that, you know, your show sucks. I did say she does have the gayest show on radio. <laughs> I, and I don't think in radio <laughs> as a whole, but in Bend probably. In Bend, yes. Um, and that's because she has a lot to do with the LBGT community and um, all that, which I'm a proud supporter of now. He is. Um, I wouldn't have been that like 10, 15 years ago. No, he was not. So, um, yeah, but I... Uh, I, I do, I do like what you do, and I, I think it's a good thing for the community to have that voice. And I, I think you give a voice to a lot of people, and that's what comedy uh, comedians do too. Is they give a voice to stuff. I mean, if we just did, if we didn't have comedians, you know, our, our nation would be a whole lot worse than what it is right now. That's probably true. I mean, <laughs> the time we're recording this podcast, like yeah, maybe. But. I am not <laughs> going to be impeached. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's, a, that's the other thing I hate about my husband. He's so much better at, like, accents and impressions. I can't do either. <laughs> I could not accent my way out of, paper, of a paper bag. No, she can't. <laughs> at all. I still can't do British accents, though. No. They're, they're... Which is a disappointment, because Patrick Stewart is my celebrity yeah. pass. Okay. <laughs> but I, I try accents and stuff like that. And I, I think that's what we need for comedy here in Benmore is uh, more comedians that do like impressions, especially with this political climate. I mean, we've got, we had like 24 people you could have, you know, impersonated. Um, but now we got like Trump and he's like awesome. And then, you know, Brock's an easy voice to do as well. Now here we're going to talk about <laughs> America. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> So, I yeah. hate it. God, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I do yeah. think, so I guess we're getting, you know, kind of getting back to the conversation from the first half. Um, yeah. I like to say that comedians have performers' hearts, which is a really nice way of saying that. <laughs> my husband just rolled his eyes at me. <laughs> a really nice way of saying that we have egos. And it's, you know, our performers' hearts are what motivated us to get on stage. You know, it's the armor we put on when we get on stage. And it's what helps us do that. And we provide a great service. But then people like my husband have to deal with that, those same performers' hearts offstage. You you have to deal with the diva at home. <laughs> How is that? And just as, <laughs> as soon as I started talking for more than 30 seconds, he started playing his game again. Yes. Um, that feels great to the performer's heart. <laughs> so... Um, the performer's heart can be really big and it can be really small. Uh, it depends on how well she does at the show. Um, so sometimes when she comes back, she needs the, you know, everything's going to be okay, sweetie pie. Sweetie pie. Um, you're a great comic and she needs the back rubbies and she needs the attention and she needs the, the, the princess treatment. 
Uh, and sometimes she has a really great show, and she's like, yeah, I'm the king of the world, I'm, I'm perfect, and stuff like that. And then it's like, you know, back rubbies and, you know, nonchalant comments and stuff like that. And um, it just depends on how, how how the show goes and how it works. Um, to be fair, most of the time when I come home from a show, you're asleep. True. <laughs> but I, I, I can still agree with that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, you got to just like. Uh, just like any household plant, you need to feed and water and uh, put your spouse in sunlight for at least four hours a day. <laughs> the proper feeding and care of a uh-huh. comic. Yes. Feed them water or feed them food and, and water. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, sometimes with the sometimes, you know, the ego gets bruised and sometimes the constructive criticism is a little tough to swallow. Uh, it's a hard pill to swallow. And sometimes you've got to, you know, kind of build sometimes i've got to build you up from the ground up and mm-hmm. sometimes i don't sometimes i have to knock you down a few things <laughs> Some, yeah <laughs> That's fair. but i'm good at both you've also had to struggle with and i know i've never really talked on this podcast before but comedy as a community is notoriously dramatic <laughs> <laughs> and it you know once again that kind of comes down to performers hearts a comedy community is full like a scene is full of people all with performers hearts all with egos. Most of the time it's a bunch of dudes. So it's a lot of people throwing big, big dick energy around. And um, I can't say I've always handled that part. (laughs) Well, (laughs) like you, you've definitely taken probably. There's a couple times I've had to, you know, um, take you off the ledge or like be like, sweet pie, like give me your phone. Yeah. we're not texting back to this guy, you know, hold on. <laughs> right. Like, or there's times where like, I'm like, you need to text this person, you know, and, and tell them what's up. Um, you got to have that, that alpha male there and you got to have that energy. And there's sometimes I've been like, you know, I'll, I'll come down, I'll come down to your comedy night, you know? And if they want to get in my face, if they want to get, that's fine. You know, I'm not super intimidating, but like, I know who I am and I'm confident of who I am. And sometimes you just need that. You need to have, you need to have big dick energy against big dick energy. You uh, you actually got a front row seat one time to a booker, like, freaking out on me. Did I? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen that a couple of times. Well, yeah. Um, and I was like, man, I should rescue you. <laughs> <laughs> but did you? No. <laughs> No. And I regret that still to this day. <laughs> no, that was good. You let me at least attempt to fight my own battles. Yeah. And it went horrible. <laughs> she was the French in World War II. <laughs> she just got rolled over by oh, Germany. <laughs> every time. I'd like to think I'm getting better. You are. I'd right? like to think, you know, you were talking about thicker skins earlier. I would like to think comedies. Oh, you are. You're getting, my you're, skin. Getting, yeah. you're getting, yeah. I mean. Some of the stuff that's happened, you would have probably been destroyed when you first started comedy. Um, but you are getting thicker skin. I mean, there's those there's those times where your castle is completely destroyed. <laughs> right. You're just like ready to throw in the towel. Um, and I think I'm blessed to have you as a partner in life and business. Because I don't know if I could. You know, there's been, what, three times now? Yeah. Two times I've actually thrown in the towel on comedy and, you know, come back two weeks later. And then this last time, like, I was really considering it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my toenail. Yeah. My husband rips off his toenails and then complains about it. <laughs> <'Cause> it hurts. <laughs> and then this time, like, I was thinking about it, but I never actually threw in the towel. But I don't know if I could have continued this journey at all without you by my side. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be that that motivator and sometimes you have to be that devil's advocate sometimes you know sometimes you have to push your spouse down a stair um that's <laughs> <laughs> no, not funny <laughs> not downstairs well, sometimes you have to push your spouse uh, it's not that we're trying to fix you or or make you into the ideal image that we see but we're trying to to help you succeed and help you be uh, the best you can be and what we see because as a spouse you see i don't see katie as a comic you know i see her as a significant other i see her as the mother of my child i see her as a lot of things 
Um, so I want the world to see her as I see her, as you know uh, how I see her. And sometimes she doesn't see that. Um, nope. So I want to try to reinforce that and, and you know push her and be like, hey, you know, you're successful. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you're 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 doing all these great things. You're you're like a. Uh, uh, she was up for an award, an award and she's like, I don't deserve this award. And I'm like, really? I'm like, look at all this charity you've done. Look at all these things you've supported. Look at all this you've done. And she's like, wow, is that, that really me? And I was like, yeah. Like, you remember that? No. Uh, I think it was like a, a 500 buck thing from KTVOZ, KTVZ or something like that, the payback or whatever. Yeah, which I don't know why someone would have. Oh, well, I submitted her for it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, was it the car thing? Oh, the car thing, yeah. Yeah, that's what the car thing. back when we still had only one car. Yeah, it was the car thing. Um, we get a free car, and I was like, "Well, look at all the stuff you've done. You know, you need a car for um, your your equipment. You need a car to get you to and from gigs. And now we have little meet meep. Little meet meep. The Katie hashtag Pat. motor yacht. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little meet meep and Rhonda. Well, I suppose we could wrap this up. Sure. Are there any more questions? No. Take your vitamins, take care of yourself, and don't be a dick on stage. Oh my god, that's how I wrap up every show. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. So yes, this has been another episode of the Comedy Mom Podcast. Um, you can find my husband on Instagram. Do you yes. remember what you are on Instagram? Is it, no. Is it Chris iPod? Maybe. I'm sure I could just look it up. You can or, find my husband on Instagram. Or it could be the Cynic Kane. It could be. Um, I'm known on the YouTube channels as the Cynic Kane. You uh, do have a YouTube channel. I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's uh, the Cynic Kane. Uh, bringing you Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and other video games. And my wife, like, just turned deep red and is so ashamed of. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you ever wonder, if you've ever watched, come to a show and seen me do the uh, champion of the Jedi joke, that's very real to our life. <laughs> yep. <There it> is. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I talk about, like, Star Wars and all that fun stuff. And uh, I'm kind of getting the politics and stuff like that. But yeah, you can find me there. You can find me on Twitter. I think I'm on Twitter too. I don't know. I'm do you on ever Facebook. use Twitter? I do uh, during the debates. Oh, you're live tweeting? See, this is yeah. what sucks sometimes is we almost live kind of separate lives. I like them dem debates. He does. You're really good at it too. Yeah. For sure. And I post uh, Pox Political Ghostings on Facebook <laughs> after every debate. I'm finishing up my last um, posting and I should have that out by tomorrow. Hey. Yeah. Hey, high five. Hey. This has been another episode of the Comedy Mom Podcast. As always, my motherly advice take your vitamins, take care of yourself, and don't be a dick on stage. Mm-hmm.